So to start off the show, I'm curious what you think of this phrase, Pam. Um, This is on the idea between competence and character. So competence is how good you are when there is something to gain. Okay. Character is defined by how good you are when there is nothing to gain. My, off the top of my head, that's a pretty fair assessment. Right. This is from right? Mark Manson. When nobody's looking. Right. This is from Mark Manson. He sends out a weekly email. And this was in one of his uh, quick little statements he makes that just to kind of get a reaction and a frame mm-hmm. things. And so he's talking about people reward you for competence, but people will actually love you only for your character. Valid. I think there's a Absolutely. lot of truth in here. I love that <laughs> thought process. Which I think aligns real well with what we try to do here with the show. And yeah. the idea of what's being exposed in us, how is the best in us standing up? That's where we're heading today in this whole concept of an apology and remorse and forgiveness and reconciliation, you know, all the different concepts that come along with yeah. relationship dynamics as they play out. But if you're new to the show, welcome, where what we're trying to do is uh, enhance marriages across the globe yeah. by helping people within those marriages just be better. Yeah. Uh, to grow up, to uh, address things better, to see things better. And that's what we try to do is just frame actions and conversations that you can take. And so today's episode is exactly that, of looking at this whole concept of an apology. But we also have a lot of other ways that we help people with this. One is directly through the show, which you can mm-hmm. call us at 214-702-9565 or feedback at passionatelymarried.net. And that's ask your question, bring up a topic, give us your comments, your feedback, your criticisms. Uh, rate and review the show. Also, what we like for the nation to do to help us out. But well, another way we do this is we have uh, the Passionately Married Academy mm-hmm. that's been going on that gets you extended content of every episode. Although the last couple of weeks we've been kind of in a giving mood, so everybody's had the full show. Um, but one of the things I've just started this week as we're recording this, uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, I released a video course on healthy marriages. And these are like six, seven minute long, 10 minute long videos. Nuggets. Going through concepts and dynamics that we all face. And so the first lesson is out and it's in the academy only. That's the only way you get it is you have to be Mm -hmm. in the full level of the academy. And when you go to the page on our platform that my.passionatelymarried.net, you can request to get access to this video. And there'll be more coming in the weeks to come. Because what I have found, how I work the best is when I put something out there and say it's going to be done, then all of a sudden now I got a different level of accountability. I got to make sure I Yeah, there's a, de- there's a deadline. It's not, oh, I think I'm going to do this. Because then I'll have really good, dedicated people that are in the academy saying, dude, it's Where been it? it's been three months since lesson one was released. What's going on? Right? Right, and so now all right. of a sudden there's a little more fire to get that done. So that's all available you can go to passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy if you want to join and you're not yet a member. If you are a member of the academy, well, then you already got an email about this. Jump on the platform. Mm-hmm. I'll get you access to this course and there'll be more coming. There's going to be a whole series that I've got in mind that I'm going to just start helping people frame and address common everyday issues that happen in life and in marriage. So coming up on, on today's show in the regular version... Um, one of the ways I thought of this on the popular titling of this with today's culture is sorry, not sorry, because okay. that's been a popular yeah. song that's yeah, yeah. out there, yeah. but it's also just kind of the art of the apology. And another way to look at it is the sophisticated art of the non-apology. 
None. Okay. Because I think we we can get pretty complex if we start looking at how are we really trying to address the wrongs that happen in marriage? Because I think there's a component of us that addresses things without really apologizing, but it looks like we are. Be, we do we are we wanting to get credit for apologizing when we didn't do it? Well, you need to have, pay attention to today's episode okay. And, okay. and to get more about this. And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, subscribe at passionatelymarried.net forward slash academy. Uh, this is a, a deeper dive into what are the steps of a genuine, real, heartfelt apology that are driven from what we talk about in the extent, in the regular version. Okay. So all that's coming up. So the way we want to frame this is first we're going to talk just a little bit about what's the concepts of an apology. Because I think it's something we all recognize is important in a relationship. Sure. And it doesn't matter which kind of a relationship. <laughs> You're talking spousal, parent, friend, coworker, whatever. Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Yeah. Right. All of these things. That because yeah. there's a component of what's the status of our relationship? How's What's the mm-hmm. condition? What's the quality? Mm-hmm. And an apology is one of the ways we repair things. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I want to do is, uh, with permission from one of my mastermind groups, I've got a segment of our conversation that took place. I've taken out names, and, and so, but it's, it's a recording of one of our recent calls that we do uh, twice, you know, every two weeks or so is mm-hmm. what a normal mastermind rhythm runs. And we got into this subject. That's what made me think about this is something that needs to be on a larger scale. And so yeah. we're going to listen to it, of uh, a conversation with me and these, these fellas okay. on just walking through the dynamics that I'm trying to get across in this episode. And so this is the first time you've heard it, Pam, just like the audience will be mm-hmm. the first time they've heard it. So I'm taking notes. <clears throat> and, but also uh, pause us as we need. Because mm-hmm. this is one of those that I think it helps frame exactly what we're trying to get across and how this really does play out in our life and how sometimes I'm really not accomplishing what I may think I'm accomplishing. Hmm. And so before we dive into that recording, uh, when we look at the idea of an apology, what, when you think of that, what does this even mean? What's the, what's the main components of an apology? Or why we should do it. Well, for an apology to need to be given, I got to think that there's something that at least one spouse feels like they've been wronged somehow. Correct. I would agree. And the other, if it's if it's a genuine apology, the other spouse recognizes that there was a wrong that happened. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and I think of an apology as a way to um, own up to recognize my part in whatever what whatever happened mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's a way to grow a little more intimate because I'm mm-hmm. owning, owning up to something I agree I, I think all of that's fantastic because I think that's all actual components that we're trying to recognize but I think what I really want to go with further mm-hmm. is when you're talking about a long-term committed relationship, because it's one thing to have an apology that happens in a relationship that's not as deep, but there was an egregious uh, incident between you. Okay. Right. There was something that was intentionally, or you know what? It just totally slipped my mind. I I forgot. Yeah. I apologize, and 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 I repair the relationship in the doing of my apology. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you think about a relationship that's got some longevity to it. What do you do with the with the offenses that have happened years or decades ago that still rear their head? 
at least the ramifications of them can still rear its head. Yeah. Triggers come up and frustrate me again. Absolutely. Because what do you mean? What do you do with it? Well, and, and part of this is because the reason I wanted to dive into this topic was because some of the things that happen in our past, obviously, if they're still repeating themselves, that's a that's a different issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm habitually not a man of my word, and I'm late, and I forget things, and but I keep pawning off like I'm so sorry, you know. But it keeps happening, and then causing impact on the situation of our relationship or our present. But then there's also the components of something that's happened way in the past, like my betrayal, mm-hmm. way, way, two decades, over two decades ago. Mm-hmm. The, the fallout of that can still rear its head, mm-hmm. even though the incident was still way back two decades ago. There's mm-hmm. no repeating of that pattern right. currently in our situation, in my situation, right? But it can seem like, oh, here we go again. Here, this is because I got to apologize again. I got to deal with this again. And I think there's a, there's a difference of how we need to approach those two different things. The two different things being when it first happened and then the, the trigger, the it. triggers that um, bring stuff to the surface. I again. think that's one component. And then the other component is the habitual, the repeating behaviors. Sure. Right. If there's something in the present that I still need to address, then I need to keep addressing it. But if it's something from the past mm-hmm. that I don't know if I need to keep addressing it the same way. I do need to acknowledge it because there is a hurt, there is a hurt associated with it. But I may not need to apologize for it is what I want to try to get across. Wow. I, I would hate to be the spouse that has to keep apologizing for something when I've, when I've changed my behaviors. Right. Because that just feels pretty oppressive. Well, it can, but I think this goes back to one of the f- shows we've done way in the, I don't remember how long ago this was, but it's the idea of we all respond or react from our pain or our hurt. Sure. In our fear. Sure. So when I am addressing, when something comes back up from something from our past, that's where it's coming from. It's our fear. It's our hurt. It's mm-hmm. our pain. Mm-hmm. And that feels all too current and real because it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so this gets into the deeper elements of how do I delineate the difference between a feeling and an emotion versus the objective, wait, is this going on now? Is this offense happening now? And I've got to separate those two out. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do. It is. Which that's where the idea of differentiating growing up comes into play is I, I still acknowledge the feeling. I just don't make it as paramount as maybe I would want to, because it's not necessarily coming from the best in me yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But this is, a, this is a segment to kind of set up what we're about to hear. This is a segment of where we're talking about this same concept. And this is one of the men in, in the mastermind, and there'll be several voices that are going to jump into this conversation throughout the course of this recording, which is about 10 minutes long. Okay. And so uh, if there's something that you need backstory for the sake of the audience, Send me a signal okay, <laughs> so that we can unpack it because right, I'm not going to give away confidences of the details yeah. behind the story, but I can frame it a little bit because what we've already talked about to help set this up helps recognize the difference between am I dealing with what's going on currently or are we dealing with what's gone on in the past? Okay. You know, various things regarding money that have always not gone so well or maybe 
on my part, maybe I'm hesitant to communicate them or hesitant to be as direct as I need to be about money. And and then sometimes it's got translated into, well, you think I'm a spendthrift and I'm really not. And so just the whole background about that has been not good. So we were discussing some things about like retirement and when who would retire and we do a pension or we would do social security, you know, kind of all those kind of decisions. It kind of brought all, I thought that we were on the right track. We were talking about it, but then all of a sudden this, this thing came up from the past, you know, these feelings basically saying, well, you know, you've, You've never really shared, and I don't ask anymore because you make me feel like any issue we have is like all my fault or I'm doing the wrong thing. And so it felt like I'd say the improvement in our relationship the last couple of years has been we've more or less in turn have kind of gone, not necessarily gone back, but kind of revisited those things and put them on the right track. But it still seems like those old things, even if... I think they're done, come back. And I say, you know, I can't remember exactly what I said or if I did this to create this feeling or to make you feel like, you know, you're the problem with our money and I'm not. And I said, all I can do is like going forward and now. And it's like, if I, I just say, if if I, I don't remember it was so long ago, but if I made you feel that way, I'm sorry. So I... I kind of apologize and I don't want to apologize just like to apologize, but it's like, you know, it's not like I want to say like you're imagining things, but it's more like if I was unaware, I'm sorry kind of thing. You know, What's interesting in this is this, I think this is a great capturing of what is all too common in our relationships mm-hmm. because we've said this before in the past, um, we don't fight about things. We fight about the meanings attached to those things. Yeah. And the narratives and the stories therein. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. it, it is so interesting because what he's, what he's talking about here is the idea of what we all can do of like, yeah, I was slighted way back. And, that, and it was actually true. And one person doesn't remember it near like the other does. And it doesn't mean that neither one existed. It just means... I'm still got some stuff that needs to be fleshed out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's perfectly valid to say, I'm sorry if I hurt you back then, this is where we are today. Mm-hmm. And I want to walk alongside you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It's that fine line between, I don't want to just say, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm an and it wrong. But it's like, if I really did, if, if that's how it, it really landed with you, then, you know, I, I, I want to apologize for that and try not to let things like that happen again. I guess the question I would ask is when this comes up, right, you know, I mean, obviously, so it's it's something that, you know, at least from what I'm hearing from your perspective, it's something that you felt you all worked through and is, is kind of resolved. So if it mm-hmm. comes back up and she has an issue with it again, is it? really your issue or is it her issue that you work through? I guess. Cause that's how I get in my frame. You know, Corey's pointed it out many times is that, you know, I, I get to a point where I had to say, okay, I recognize, oops, I'm, you know, I've gone there. There's the line here where, okay, this is me, this is you. And 
and then I would I would cross that line, and it's like, no, I'll own my piece of it and be there for him. You don't not you don't you know. Do you really feel that the result the 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 conversation that she's wrestling with now has already been settled in the past, and she's bringing up something that you thought was resolved? Because one of the things Corey's helped us through with some stuff is. If the issue's been settled and you're going to bring it back up again, this is your issue now. This is not an us issue. And that's exactly where I was going. Yep, yeah, I agree with you. Curious what you think of that. Yeah, I think that's perfectly valid. I th- but I think you realize, you know, from from the spouse point of view, each of them probably has things that maybe they worked on mm-hmm. and they came to some sort of resolution and the trigger comes up. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's also the element that is very, very likely of each of them had things that they worked on, but now there's new information. There's new iterations in my own evolving to where I'm looking at the same thing again through different lenses, which will elicit that trigger, which will elicit that pain because now I'm trying to figure out what's my culpability in it, but also where's my wronged? Where's my hurt still? Right. Well, it sounds, I I love that these guys are wrestling through this together and realizing, okay, this isn't an us issue. This is a, she's got, you know, the spouse has some sort of meaning Mm -hmm. attached to it. And then how do I react with that? Right. Right. Because this is where it gets dicey. Well, it gets dicey. But if I realize that that's what this is, and I can step back and not escalate it. Mm-hmm. I can walk alongside and I can collaborate with my partner. Which is the ultimate goal. Because all too often what yeah. happens is when you're dealing with something from the past, and I don't think we bring this up if I'm remembering correctly, so I'll bring it up here, is the person that, that did the apology, mm-hmm. and that, that did the amends, and like mm-hmm. I'm, I recognize my part in this. And then it comes back up repeatedly in the future. A lot of times, all too often, we get into this when are you going to let this go? Right. When's enough enough on how much more can I apologize? You know, there's just that constant thing that can happen. Yeah. And that gets taken and that's the what wrong we want to try to the avoid, yeah. but not, dim- not dismiss yeah. because there's still a process going on here. Yeah. Tell me more about that. So what is that idea of if an issue is settled and you bring it back up, it's your issue and not that of how, no, I guess so it didn't, it didn't go over well the first few times we did it. But if I have, I'll use an example of I've apologized for something and she has accepted my apology for that issue. If you want to bring that up in a later fight, no, we, I apologize. You accepted my apology or you told me you accepted my apology. And now you want to bring it back up. You're trying to dig at something that was forgiven or settled or whatever. Now you're doing it just to be combat. Okay. But all right. So here's, here's the, here's the caveat to it though. This guy that's worth noting. It's it's the idea of if if you've had this disagreement of something that was gone that went wrong, like there was something I was in the wrong. If there's things that her view of you back then was like that's wow, I didn't realize I came across that way. That's on me. I need I'll own that. Right. And then it's like oh okay, I agree. Thank you. Now we're good. When it comes back up, to me, the goal then isn't I need to apologize for something I've already owned. Instead, the goal is now we're talking about the hurt of what went down. Now we're talking about something else. So my apology doesn't matter on that. I I, I can't apologize for the fact that you're still hurt from that. 
So using the phrase, my apology doesn't matter. <laughs> I could have chosen better words, I think, here. Okay, but, okay, okay. <laughs> but it because it, it, it doesn't carry the weight we think it would carry. Because I'm I'm trying to apologize for something I've already I've already addressed, and I've already shown a difference in because of you know because if I've recognized I've done something wrong mm-hmm. and I own it, and I'll I'll say this here in just a little bit I believe too okay that then there is this element of oh okay I see that I hadn't seen that in me before mm-hmm. now I've got to adjust myself accordingly and address that and do better. And let it be seen that I'm doing better. And it's not just for the sake of your eyes. It's for the sake of mine, too. Right. Living from integrity, right? right? And so there's this element. That's the character thing like we opened mm-hmm. the show with. Mm-hmm. So there's this element of me re-apologizing for something. I don't know if it accomplishes trying to address the hurt. It keeps a power dynamic that's not as good as we might think it could be. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately what needs to be played out here is each party handle their side of the equation and the impacts of what's gone on and then what I'm doing with that now because this is where we can and I'm not saying this happens in this conversation but I know I've done it I can weaponize my hurt and use it as a power move to get back at you oh gosh yeah or to take a higher plane yeah you know high ground stance from a victim standpoint yeah that's not good quality (laughs) no it's not but this is the way we just make sure hey i want you to know how much you hurt me you owe me yeah that doesn't solve it instead it's how do we work through the hurt associated with it because it's theirs to work through so are you saying that it's something of more like in you know walking alongside them as part of the journey yeah i mean this is so when i had the betrayal and owned it. it, it, you know, I owned it right off the bat, but I had to own a couple of different layers of it on just once sure. I started coming to grips with rap. Okay. And, and I truly own that. I still vividly remember this coming home five years later, Pam in a really down bad mood and looking at me and direct quote, I can't believe you did that. My instinct reaction was I'm so sorry. <laughs> right. That I did that, but I'd already done that. Right. I'd already owned that. So instead, it was like my answer actually, because it was one of my better moments, was I can't either. Right. Now mm. we're just dealing with the hurt from this. I get it. I'm hurt too. But it's different. And so it's how do you create room for yeah. I'm here for you with this hurt? I, I walk I alongside like that. it. Yeah, I like that a lot. But rather than taking responsibility again, because yeah. I already did that. But, because a yeah, lot of times, the, already... a lot of times, if you got think about it honestly, a lot of times our apologies are largely just get me out of the spotlight. <laughs> Let's make mm. this thing go away. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. deal with it anymore. So true. Isn't that a comment? That so true. <laughs> I just want the tension to be gone. Well, I I think the smart people recognize that that does get them out of it, and then you get the people who are just stubborn, and I'm not going to apologize for anything. <laughs> What did I do? This is what I wanted to do. It's not your pr- problem, right? That's uh, a whole nother show we need to do on That's a whole nother show. <laughs> so at least the people here are saying, I recognize I did something wrong and I need to apologize for it, right? right. I've got a willingness to 
to move on and go to the next level. Right. But there is still a component of us that can be so underhanded that it's really about, I just want the spotlight off me. I just don't want this tension. I just don't want to have to face this anymore. I thought we addressed this and put it to bed. And just wanting the spotlight off of me doesn't mean I'm intending at all to change my behavior. Uh, yeah, exactly. So this has to go hand in hand. Or right. right. Rather than, yeah. I don't know. I'll honor, I'll honor the fact that you're hurt by this. So let's create room for it. But I'm well, not my, my guilt for some. My guilt on a lot of the stuff was my my default non-apology was I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, no, that's not really an apology. I, I no, felt that's better because I said I'm sorry. That's a sophisticated yeah. get your act together, so, lady. <laughs> yeah, but I've yeah. learned through multiple sessions that it wasn't a real apology. I was trying to get myself out of a situation. I yeah. can own that. I'm sorry that my actions made you feel that way. That's more of a real apology. I'm sorry for what I contributed, yeah. but I can control what I did. I can't necessarily control how you, you can control 100 of your 50%. to what I did. Exactly correct. Well, maybe you guys are better than me, but how, how do you keep track of all the apologies, the the things that you've done, done, uh, you, things okay. that you've done? How do you keep track of? Okay, so they don't you realize you can't for keep score. Okay, well, but, but hold on. But no, wait, this gets to a deeper level, though. This gets into an element of what has gone on that you legitimately did that caused harm, that had impact in a negative way. Okay, I'm curious about your reaction to this here yeah, as, as you're listening. That question is but key. Keep, but keep listening, too, because uh, okay, keep, keep going. No, I, I keeping track... Well, I want to keep listening. Right. I want to keep I, but going But I'm curious here. about how you feel about how I'm addressing this. Okay. Okay. So play. That's the stuff we apologize for. Something goes down and I didn't live up to an expectation they had that I didn't know they had. Do I need to apologize for that? No. Right. Well, your point now is the idea of, yeah, we, we all have slights of disappointments or frustrations because my wife didn't answer the door the way I hoped she would or didn't speak to me in a way. And it's like, hold on. Was that actually egregious, intentional, cruel, you know, uh, attacking of me that she needs to apologize for? No, it's living life in close proximity to somebody else that doesn't do life the way I do. I don't think we should apologize for that personally. But the times I have overstepped, I know if I have or not. But the other parts are just part of living close with each other, and we're going to get upset. We're going to piss each other off. And I don't think apologies do much for that, personally. What do you think? Yeah, I'm still noodling a little bit. I, I, I'm in agreement that just because my expectations aren't met doesn't need to elicit an apology. Okay. Good. Well, from I, someone else because there will be some people that aren't going to agree with this. <laughs> well, yes. And it well, cause there's part of me that's thinking, huh, would there be an apology? I would, um, I can, I can totally hear myself if I didn't meet one of your expectations, right. That saying, wow, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't live up to that, but not, um, 
I don't want someone to hear that and think you're being a doormat for, well, I better live up to your expectations. Right. And, and I think that's not the thought process here. In a second, we'll, we'll, it'll get clarified a little bit about how a lot of times the people pleasers apologize for things that aren't their responsibility, which yeah. then diminishes the real apologies when needed. Yeah. I think a lot, some of it is. Gosh, I've been married to you 30 years now. You would think I would have known something like that about you, right? And yep. I'm sorry, I don't know you well enough yet to to understand what the expectation okay. was you had. Maybe I need to be a better student of you. But then again, maybe not. I don't necessarily think that deserves Yeah, the word sorry is so interesting, isn't it, in this? Yeah, okay, yeah. So let's, Man, let's wrap, I wish I understood that better. Let's maybe. wrap up the this okay. part because uh, there's a couple minutes left. Well, because you're just going to do it again. Well, it's it's yeah, it's just because I'm living with you. I'm not changing I'm parts of me for your comfort here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not all parts of me. This is kind of my personal journey with, I apologized for the fact that Pam had a bad day at work. Oh, you know, that no. was my MO. No. I was the oh, I was the nice guy. I was the and oh, they're so that. sorry that happened. Oh, I'm so, and it's like, so then when I needed to actually give an apology, it didn't carry much because I was apologizing for the fact that the sun didn't come up because it was cloudy. So we couldn't see the sunrise. Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, mm. I don't have, like I can even do that. And so it's just, I don't know. I'm, I lean more towards the. What's well, a better way you know, to say that? That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Like, oh man, that sucks that the day was rough because now I'm joining you in the feeling. I'm joining you in the experience. I'm acknowledging it as real. So that's good. I it, well, this is this has been the good. route you've had. You you you've kind of, if I remember the whole journey of the mastermind, you've gotten really good at this of recognizing. I need yeah. to give space for it. It's real. I don't need to diminish it. You know, and so it's, some of that's just recognizing. Yeah, some of this is just the iteration of working through the hurt, the fear, the unknown. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I get to where I feel a little more stable and comfortable, but it doesn't necessarily make that fear go away or resolve that hurt. Sometimes people just got to come to grips with, I got to let this go on my own. Someone else can't do it for me. I'm so impressed with these guys and how they wrestle through things. Fabulous conversation. Because it, this gets into the deeper concepts of what we all face to varying degrees Mm -hmm. and how we try to actually, my opinion professionally too, my opinion, mm-hmm. we try to avoid seeing what really is because it just appears to make it easier for ourselves, <laughs> right? I don't want to see my own culpability in the depth of what really is when it comes into my existence in close proximity to you is going to be disruptive to you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I mean, I, I just keep thinking of it as iron sharpening iron. Exactly. Right. And and hopefully both sides see that super hard when one side's working on it and the other side's not. And so in the extended content, what we might end up doing is just unpack a little more of this between mm-hmm. you because know, you were taking a lot of notes during this. Mm-hmm. And let's talk more about it in detail. Um, but we also could get into the depths of what's how do we really get good at, at the mm-hmm. apology. So yeah. if you're not a member of the Academy, join us there. Uh, and if you are, we'll see you in just a second. Once we wrap this one up, um, I'm I'm not sure where this will land with people. <laughs> this one's a little different than, than some of the shows we've done uh, overall. 
because this gets out there in the theory, but I'm trying to make it to where it can be practical. Oh, I think it's practical. <clears throat> Good. Yeah, I think it's totally practical. But if it's not, please let us know. 214-702-9565 or feedback at passionatelymarried.net. Because what we're really striving to have happen in marriages is what I want with Pam. Is I, I want the full story with her. To walk alongside on a deeper level with all that in, it entails. Mm-hmm. So transcripts are available on, on each of the episode's pages at passionatelymarried.net, as well as advertisers, deals, discount codes. So please consider supporting those who support the show. So however you took a little bit of time out of your day to spend it with us, thank you, and we'll see you next time.